Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. What up, what up, everyone? Hope you're having a great Thursday. It's your boy, the Emmy Award-winning sports analyst, spearfishing king, 10-year NFL defensive lineman, and host of this here show, I Am Athlete Tonight, Lee J. Doosable, and you know I'm with my squad a super Knicks fan that believes Julius Randle is an all-star. She is a co-host at I Am Athlete and believes Brooklyn Net fans aren't true Nets fans. Ashley Nicole Moss and a man that launched HOA Plus, which is here for all your physical and mental needs. He was a six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver in the NFL and is an analyst on Inside the NFL. My guy, Brandon Marshall, a.k.a. The Beast. How y'all doing tonight? Um, my bio was all factual, so I don't understand why they were putting <laughs> the shade in there. Is it Julius is Rand- it is it factual? Julius Randle is an all-star and Brooklyn Nets fans aren't real New York basketball fans. I don't see the problem with either one of those statements. But how, how do you I'm know they weren't fans? How do you Hold know on. they weren't uh net fans before they moved to Brooklyn, Ashley? That okay, that just literally means you were a New Jersey Nets fan and now you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. You're not really a Nets. I mean, that would make you a true Nets fan, technically. So, so let me ask you this question because Brandon Brandon Marshall Nets fans are not Brooklyn Nets. Tell her, go ahead. Tell Brandon her. Marshall claims he's a Brooklyn Nets fan. So is he is he a bandwagon he's fan? Actually, a bandwagon fan. Okay, one hundred and twenty five thousand percent. Define a bandwagon fan. You're literally only a Brooklyn Nets fan, and I'm willing to bet money on this for one or two reasons: Jay Z, mm-hmm. or because you're a fan of either Kevin Durant, Kyrie, or Kyrie Irving. So well, no, it's because he lived out there. Ah, thank you. Oh, that was my third guess. Too. That That's count. not a bandwagon. Yes, it is. So hold yes, on. Super is. duper fan of Jay-Z, the greatest of all time. KD, Kyrie, oh, nice. super duper fan of Were you of an both OKC fan? No. But you're Kevin Durant. <laughs> what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is I appreciate their art. No, I no, appreciate no, no. their game. That's why I'm a super duper fan, because when we talk about basketball and we talk uh-huh. about, you know, skill, uh-huh. that's what I mean by that. I am personally, Carmelo Anthony was my one of my favorite players. So how in are you Dwayne not a Wade. Knicks fan? Why? He, Carmelo played for the Knicks. Because I'm a Carmelo Anthony fan. The reason why I embraced the Brooklyn Nets is because I lived in Brooklyn. I was like, all right, I'm going to lay my roots here with my family. When you lived in Brooklyn, were the Nets even there? Uh, two thousand. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, they were there. They were there. They but were this there. Is before KD, before Kyrie. This was like when uh, I, was thinking, I think I'm Paul thinking, Pierce and all them were there. Yeah, so you I'm were a thinking, fan of Paul Pierce, no, Kevin Garnett, uh-uh. Brooklyn Nets. So you're not listening. Strategy. I'm thinking about. All right, my kids are three years, three years old at the time. So I'm thinking about getting courtside seats and what is it going to look like when they're six, seven, eight, 
right? Who are we going to who are we going to root for? Are we going to root for the Nets or the Knicks? Are we going to root for the Yankees or uh, the Mets? Obviously, the Jets is my team. So I was looking at my my kids, what they were going to grow up in. Okay. So I did this for them. Well, now you live in Miami. So what's what? What are we doing? Well, because the pandemic hit. But I you, was supposed to move. You live there. here now. So what are we doing? <laughs> I got to reevaluate that. Okay. Thank <laughs> I'm you. still a so, Nets fan. No, hold on. Tell you're me. Not a Nets, Nets fan. I'm a Nets fan. I'm a Nets fan. And I'm looking for, you're I told this to Donovan Mitchell. It's this is what I said. Thing. No, no, it's oh not. Oh my goodness. This is what I said to Donovan Mitchell, right? Because hey, I'm Don. a huge fan of Carmelo Anthony and D Wade. Mm -hmm. D Wade's done. Carmelo's mm -hmm. still training. Hopefully he can come back. If not phenomenal career. I now have to find my new favorite NBA player. <laughs> and I told this to Donovan at the Miami, uh, what, is it, what is it? Pro League. Pro League. Pro League yeah. I looked at him. I said, bro, I think you're my new favorite player. So why aren't you sitting courtside in Cleveland? Because mm, I'm, 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 I'm a Donovan Mitchell fan. Oh, my Cleveland God. Bro. Dude, Cleveland. start the show. We don't have Cleveland enough time. So this is this, this, this the this thing, thing that irks me with that, B, and I kind of agree with Ashley. And that's, this is usually a younger generational thing where they're like, well, I'm not really a team fan. I'm a player. Wherever LeBron goes, that's right. where I'm going to go. Wherever, right. Nah, whatever happened to people sticking with their team through thick dude, and thin? Dude, about it. I'll tell you this right now. I can't relate to being a bandwagon fan because I've been a Knicks <laughs> fan through the 14 win seasons and the playoff win seasons. I have seen it all. I have gone through the Amari Stoudemire era. I have gone through the discount double check Landry Field, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony check. era. I have gone through this new era. I have gone through eras of players you probably never even heard of. I have been in the trenches with the New York Knicks since day one. So I cannot respect oh. someone like Brandon Why Marshall who says he's a Nets fan because I lived in Brooklyn and I like Jay-Z. All right, let's Kevin push it Durant back, though. Cool. Let's push back. Let's push back, though. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. He's going to bring the Cowboys I, up. Watch. I'm going to push back. No, 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 no. I want to make sure that people don't listen to you right now. Why? I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not a bandwagon fan. No. Deuce, help there, me. Hold on. Deuce, help me. <laughs> sound I'm like bandwagon from, to me. I'm from Deuce. There's no NBA team. I bleed. Bro, what you mean? You from Winter Park. Steelers. With, put, <laughs> hold on. Time out. No, stop it. Dude. <laughs> before you start putting other things into the conversation. <laughs> I moved to Florida. Damn it. I bleed black and yellow. What puts a monkey wrench in the whole thing is that I made it to the NFL. At the end of the day, I'm still a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but at the same time, I played in certain organizations and I appreciate them and respect them and I cheer for them. And my number one team is the Jets, right? We have a hockey team. That's my hockey team. We have a baseball you, I team. I thought you were a Broncos fan. I'm a no, 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 no. I, I sorry, I, Russell. No. He's he's taking back his his fandom. And then we also have a baseball team. But I don't have a basketball team. So that's why I kind of like what y'all call it bandwagon. I follow players, Michael Jordan back in the day. And then it became D Wade. No, it became Carmelo Anthony first because I was drafted to the Denver Broncos. And Carmelo just respected his game. That's how my game is. I'd have played a little bit more defense, but that's how my game was on the offensive side. Um, and then D Wade, when I actually was traded to the Miami Dolphins, they both treated me like lovely. Mm -hmm. And now I got to look for another another player. And that's well, Donovan wanna, Mitchell. Before Deuce starts the show, I just want to go ahead and, and say this. You you played for the New York Jets, not the Brooklyn Jets, the New York <laughs> Jets. So technically, you should be a Knicks fan. The New York I lived Knicks. in Brooklyn. The New York 
Knicks. They're going to the bodega. You did not play for the Brooklyn Jets I went or to the, the Brooklyn Giants. I went you to the bodega. I got on the train once to go to the Yankees game. I'm not a Brooklyn fan. Not I took the it. train. I took the L train. I don't care. From to, <laughs> I don't care if you to, took a to plane Queens. and an automobile. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the train. That's it, the plane, L train. What's the L train? It doesn't matter. Start the show, dude. Start the show. Man. So, so you've never been associated with, I know you said, you know, you, you grew up in Pittsburgh. There's really not no close team. I guess Cleveland might be actually the closest team, huh? Basketball-wise. Now, I grew up at George. Philadelphia, Kansas, baby. You know. you so sure? you've just never been associated with any basketball team. No, no, I'm so sorry, Deuce. Are you a LeBron fan or a Jordan fan? Well. No, who, who's the GOAT? LeBron my or, GOAT or, is Kobe Bryant. Oh, okay. I can respect that. My goat's Kobe Bryant because that was the player I watched from the very, very beginning. I mean, I watched LeBron too from the beginning, but I, for me, it's always Kobe. I can't, I can respect the goatness, if that's a word, of Michael Jordan, but I was too young to actually watch him play in his prime. Remember, I was born in 93. So Jordan had already retired once by the time I was born. So, so I don't really, I never really got to watch him, but Kobe, I watched from the very beginning and he was, he's my goat. All right. So who's the goat in football? My goat in football, yeah. quarterback wise, yeah, is Tom definitely Brady. Definitely a doubt. It's Tom oh. Brady. No, goat wise, quarterback is Tom Brady. Like I, I watched Brady's entire career. But again, I can See, respect. I, was to get you. I can respect the. I goat thought she was about to say a cowboy. No, I, I, yeah, I thought she was gonna go back can, in the day, and I was gonna say, well, how can you not respect? No, but Michael I can Jordan? respect the goatness of like say like an Emmett Smith and, and things like that. What you know who he was, but I can't say that I got to witness and experience mm. young. But I can respect the game of right. it. But yeah. Okay. Well, B, uh, I'm going to give you three minutes, no, two and a half minutes on the clock, right? Oh, here we go. HOA plus. Yeah. Tell us about it, right? Because we yeah. do got to start the show, as Ashley said, but no, go ahead and give us a synopsis you. of HOA plus. No, I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Give me an opportunity to pr promote HOA plus, dudes. That's <laughs> so cool. Um, I don't need two and a half. It's simple. You know, professional athlete, and this is my passion, more than I am athlete and anything else, this actually gives us an opportunity to push that traffic. Um, athletes, we're the healthiest people on the planet. The goal is to get more people to adopt our lifestyle. I'm tired of people chasing trends and fads on how to eat better, how to get in shape. Uh, so we put together this app just to learn from some of the greats, right? Like the Tom Brady's of the world, the Serena Williams of the world, LeBron James. How are they operating at this level at this age, right? So this app is a digital app for you guys to work out at home. Um, it's just the fundamentals and you know, it's pretty cool. We worked our asses off to get it to this point. Got so much more work to do. Um, but that's it. It's simple. If you want to get in shape, you want to lean out, you want to learn how to eat better, like all of that's in this app. Point blank, sim simple, uh, point blank period, excuse me. It's in the app store, House of Athlete Plus. Thanks, dudes. Of course, man. We have a really good show. Let's go ahead and get into it. Is the Panthers owner, David Tepper, making a mistake? By not naming Steve Wilkes as head coach, we'll talk about that. Greg Roman steps down as the offensive coordinator for the Ravens. And John Harbaugh says that Lamar Jackson will have input on who will be the next quarter coordinator. We'll talk about that as well. And we'll break down the AFC divisional matchups and give you our picks for those games. But first, there are some changes in Tampa, starting with offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, who has been relieved of his offensive coordinator uh, job. Now, in total, the Bucks relieved six assistant coaches of their jobs. And if you look at Byron Leftwich, right, since 2019, I believe he's been the offensive coordinator. Three out of the four years he's been there, their offense has been in the top five. This year, 
well, whether it was continuity on offense, we know Tom Brady was going through something personal, very publicly. Injuries on offensive line, the offense was just terrible, to be honest with you. They were ranked 25 in offense this season. Now, last season, it's weird, guys, because last season, Brian Leftwich was one of the hot names in regards to head coaching candidates, right? There were rumors that he would potentially take the Jacksonville job, but I think there was something going on with him and the GM that he didn't agree with, so he decided not to take that job, come back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then in just a year, he goes from being one of the hottest names out there as far as getting a head coaching job to being relieved of his job. So, Brandon, I'm going to start with you, then I'll go to Ashley. Brandon, what do you think about the Bucks' decision to let go of Byron Leftwich, even though, you know, the Bucks dealt with a lot of stuff this season and off season uh dudes this is the business right um you know you talked about it and that's the most interesting thing for me about the whole situation is you go from being a hot candidate last year to now fired I, it, has it even been 12 months since he's been on the scene hasn't no. even been 12 months <laughs> that shows how brutal this nfl business is Dudes, what have you done for me lately? You Shannon know, Jackson said it best. Right now. <laughs> and and I, I wish more people, I, I just had an opportunity to, uh, I don't know why they gave me this opportunity to uh, teach a master class at the University of Miami. Um, you know, the um, School of Business. And uh, we talked about this stuff. And I'm like, the NFL... Business is one of the most toxic environments you can ever be in. And it's not just NFL, it's just professional sports, right? If you don't get it done right now, you're out of there. Mm. If you're a player and you're not a part of the top five on the team, and that's the core, if you don't produce for two weeks, three weeks, your ass could be potentially cut. And dudes, you know how it is, man. They come in that locker room, they pull that name tag out. You know, you think it's taped up there or glued up there. That shit just slides <laughs> right in. It comes right? off quite and easily. And they do it that way because they want to be efficient because they know this thing needs to be able to slide in and out any minute, right? And then you get your stuff packed up in a garbage bag, and then the next person is in within in at least 30, 45 minutes. They have guys coming in every uh, Tuesday for tryouts and they're right. always trying to figure out who's next. And so when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, heading into the season, um, they were talking about going back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You got Tom Brady and you still got a, a, coming into the season, you had a healthy roster and, and, and you had the a nice offense. And on the defensive side, you got Todd Bowles and all, all of his pieces. And actually, it should have been better because that secondary is more experienced and older. Yeah. They underperformed. You know, offensively, they was beat up. There's so much more to it. But they yeah. don't give a damn. It's what have you done for me lately? And then when you go out and play the way they played this year, somebody got to pay. Right. And this is what happens in National Football League. And it's unfortunate for Byron Leftwich. And that's why when you have your opportunity, you've got to pounce on it. Right. So it's unfortunate for him. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see, Ashley, you know, uh, how he gets back into a position where he's a well sought after uh, offensive coach. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's definitely kind of 
you know, the nature of the beast, essentially, when we're talking about the NFL. But it is interesting because we just had this conversation, you know, from the player aspect when talking about Brett Maher and, you know, should he be benched? Should he be forgiven? You know, it was just a bad game. And, you know, I think that it's unfortunate that when it comes to coaches, that they're not always given that same, well, look at their resume as a whole. It's the what have you done for me lately? When you talk of when we were talking about the Dallas kicker yesterday, you know, my whole point was saying, look, this is somebody who throughout the season has shown you he is reliable. He has bailed the Cowboys out multiple times. So it's not like this is a guy who constantly is missing kicks when it means the most. He's very reliable. So it just so happened this was a bad game for him. We don't give that same kind of courtesy to coaches and saying this is just a bad year or you know what? The year wasn't really all on him. Like you said, Tom Brady was dealing with a lot. The team was a lot different than it was last season or the season before last. There were a lot of chefs in the kitchen who were responsible for making this disastrous meal, or I'll say this underperforming meal. So while it's easy to make one guy the scapegoat, it is unfortunate because, you know, like you said, the Bucs were a top five in the offense every single year that he was there, except for this one. So to not look at that resume as a whole and say, you know what, maybe this is not all him. There's a lot here that went wrong. And it's unfortunate that coaches a lot of the times, not just in the NFL, the NBA is guilty of it as well. Don't get that same kind of consideration that players sometimes get. So it's unfortunate, but like I said, it's the nature of the beast. So. Right. The first thing that comes to my mind when I think about just this whole situation uh, is Lamar Jackson. And I'm not trying to sabotage our show, dudes, but that's why when you're hot, whether a coach or a player, you got to take advantage of your opportunity. And that's why this conversation about Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, and playing through injury or not, or should I play um, or sit because of my contract? If I go out there, you know, get hurt, I could potentially jeopardize my future earnings. It's a real conversation that we got to lean into not only a couple times on the show, but all down year. Uh, because this is the reality, man. If if you don't take advantage of the opportunity and you get hurt as a player, or if you don't get that opportunity as a coach or take advantage of that opportunity, you know, one bad year, you're back at the bottom. Yeah. This is I'm Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and Brandon Marshall. And we're discussing... Byron Leftwich being relieved of his duties as the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You guys both made some really good points. As I look at this from a whole, from an X's and O's point, right? If you just look at the tape and you see this offense compared to what it was last year. And, you know, I talked about it earlier. This is not, and Ashley, you made a really good point. People always saying this is the same team as last year. No, it's not. It's not even yeah. close to the Drastic. team that it was. Let's, let's not forget Alex Kappa left and went to Cincinnati, one of their starting guards. Ali Marpet retired. They tried to get him to come out of retirement. Once Tom Brady came back, he decided, no, I had too many concussions. I'm shutting it down. The all pro center Ryan Jensen gets hurt right before camp. So now you got a 45, 46 year old Tom Brady and Brandon, you know, this, you can speak to this. Whenever Brady has struggled, it's because pressures come up the middle, right? Now you got three new people in the middle trying to protect Tom Brady. That, isn't a real high success rate when you're talking about interchanging and continuity on offensive line. Then again, we talked about the personal with Tom Brady. We knew he was dealing with something very personal, even though it was very public. I had never seen him and Mike Evans, which was crazy. Just be on two different planets. Mm -hmm. Like 
from them going in the first year where let's not forget B when he got there, it was COVID year. You couldn't even see your teammate. They were so much in sync in COVID year. You would have thought this year was COVID year, the way they were out there playing with each other, like just on two different wavelengths period. They were never in sync except for week 17 versus the Carolina Panthers. When Mike Evans came back, B Marsh, you went and talked about the defense. You're like these young secondary guys, another year in the system should be better. They were beat up too. Carlton Davis missed like four games. Jamel Dean was beat up. Sean Murphy Button was beat up. Um, their safeties were beat up. So this was not the same team. And I think one of the biggest losses on defense that nobody talked about was Shaq Barrett. I mean, not having him to pass rush really killed him. And it really hurt against Ashley's team Monday night because Dak Prescott was back there, you know, burping the baby. He had all day to throw the damn ball. So when you look at it, like you said, Brandon, this is a tough business. Somebody's going to be the scapegoat. And ultimately, it looks like it could be Byron Leftwich, but he he I don't absolve him either because if you looked at the offense, B and Ashley, it was anemic. It was so predictable, wasn't inventive, and when they when they went on those two magical runs last year in the year when they won the Super Bowl, they were able to run the football. They were like last in the NFL and running the football. I think the Chargers were last, and I think they were second second to last as far as running the football. They just could not run the football this year, so. Brandon's point, yeah, change is going to have to come because somebody's, you know, somebody's got to pay the piper. Somebody's got to get the blame. So I'll ask you guys this quick before we go to break. Well, real, well, well hold, on, hold on one second, Deuce. Yeah. With all that being said, Tom Brady is still number three in passing at 40. Because he's throwing 60 times a game. Doesn't right? matter. Doesn't matter. Damn. <laughs> 66% completion percentage, 46 4,700 yards in the air, 25 mm -hmm. touchdowns, nine interceptions, a 90% quarter QBR. And a lot of L's. And and, and guess what? <laughs> and that's why the GOAT is coming back, dude. So go ahead. I don't think he ain't coming back to Tampa. Go ahead I don't ask, think ask your question, dudes. All this talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. So where, where, where do you ultimately see Byron Leftwich landing? Because like, like you said, I think this is a, a message or a lesson learned that when you're hot, you got to pounce on a job or you got to get your paper, whether you're a player, because who knows what the next year holds for you? Uh, Look, do you uh, honestly think he ends up being a another coordinator this year or is he going to have to be a quarterback coach? I think he's going to be a coordinator. I think, honestly, if we're being – I mean, I'm not – I wouldn't say that I'm Miss Cleo, but I'm I'm pretty <laughs> accurate in things. Um, oh I think Kellen Moore leaves Dallas and he fills that spot. There's been a lot you of think talk Kellen Moore about, gets a head coaching job. I think there's been a lot of talk about Kellen Moore, you know, being up for a couple of head coaching jobs, and there's some vacancies throughout the league. And I think, you know, um, this may be the offseason that we actually see a move. You know, it was supposed to be last season. He decided to come back. Um, depending on how the Cowboys do on Sunday, um, and even after, regardless, I I still think, you know, that interest for him is still there. He's a young guy, he's he's pretty good at his job. And I think that they're going to want somebody who can be implemented into the Cowboys system and continue the trajectory, if not do a better job of helping them win games. So I think he would be a, an easy fit. I mean, if you can coach the GOAT, you can coach Dak Prescott. So, right. mm. What do you think, B? Well, I don't know, dudes. And I'm not going to sit here and just waste brain power <laughs> on it. <laughs> but th there's one thing, right? Like, here's the process. You know, we talked about there's so much more happening outside of just him as a play caller injuries, so on and so forth. Right. Um, that's a real thing. So 
whether a head coach or or a general manager, they're going to work through those things. Another thing they're going to work through that sometimes we don't see as fans or people in the media um, because we're not privy to this information is we don't know if there was any rifts between, you know, players and coaches, coaches and coaches, right? That's going to play a huge part in that. Because one thing I do know, uh, dudes, is Coach Todd Bowles, he stand on what he stands on. No owner, no general manager is going to push him to do, you know, something that he doesn't believe in. And so I I, I wonder if there's more to this, right? Because t- Coach Bowles, is a, he knows. Like, he knows the situation. Why would he just fire Byron Leftwich after this one bad year? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think t- to that point, B, like we talked about earlier, like somebody's always got to be the scapegoat. Now, I'm not calling him the scapegoat. But that's not because, Coach Bowles. M.O., though, dudes. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, you never know what, what came from upstairs either, though, B. You know? That's the that, that's, that's not Coach Bowles' M.O., though, dudes. We oh, yeah, that's what, I get what you're saying. But you know how I sometimes it, coaches are in. That's, that's corny football organizations and general ma- uh, managers' uh, uh, approach. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. When you're a head coach, and, and we know this, and, and fans might not, a lot of head coaches don't got the juice like that, right? If a GM or, or a coach or a owner says, hey, you got to make some changes or I'm going to get rid of everybody, his hands are tied. The football guy, you know where, he's, where, where he comes from. He's cut from what, Clove? Bill Parcell. I know that. Football guys do football things. Coach Bowles is not that type of guy where he's going to listen to an owner who's not in the weeds like the players and the coaches are. That's all I'm saying. I, I just look unless things change. Um, it's, it's his second job. You never know, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah. I just don't. I just don't see that. You know, coach listening to people who aren't in the weeds. That's never been his mo. You know that he's. he's yeah, I can. I can 100 percent agree with that. But I just know things in in life sometimes change when you go to another organization and you give him your second opportunity. And you know what changed, dudes? What? Boy, you went from an ugly duckling. Bro, if you don't get out of here with that line to these Bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Look, bro, I'm saying, you. I don't know if you use Beijing. Nah, this no! all me. Hey, he's like, all he hating he because he, hey, he, he got the Jay-Z treatment. He can't grow all this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, just, he just compares you to them boys uptown. <laughs> he got the Jay- Dykeman special. That's no, nah, don't play with me. This is all natural right here. You know I can't saying? wait for y'all. We, we're going to launch the video component to I Am Athlete Tonight, uh, which will be, you know, paper route here in the next couple of weeks. And I can't wait for you guys to see us, man. Our facial expressions. It's going to take Bro, this. Struggle. That's going to be comical. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu.
Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosman, with my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and Brandon Hi. Marshall. <laughs> y'all are hilarious. I wish everybody could have seen in the break which I, I was doing on everybody. camera. Yeah, I wish we had. I, this is why we can't wait to live stream this radio show, because the things that happen are comical. Brandon just did a whole Jodeci, like, <laughs> pretty Ricky, grind with me, hip thrust. At commercial break. Almost popped like, his hip. It was like my only reaction. He said you almost popped your hip, Grandpa. Popped his hip, messing around. Hey. But no, I know, Brandon, I know we were talking before, so like that read I do for Last of Us. I actually caught it this past weekend. Bro, it's good. bless yourself. Really? Bless Wasn't yourself. Was it a video game? It was a video game. It really, okay, yeah, well, it was I a really good video game, video too. Game, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a video game. Well, I was like, this, but this nah, it, it's the show. Good. It's only one episode is out right now, and it's fire. Let me ask you a question. Did you feel obligated to watch it because you did such an amazing job reading it, right? Because, like, you know, we have all these leaders, uh, uh, listeners out there, and it's like, you know, we do these reads, and we want them to know that we stand behind these products. So did you feel obligated to, to watch this? I actually kind of did. And after listening to myself do the read and actually hear you talking about it, I was like, you know what? Actually, I kind of want to check this out. And I'm glad I did because it was really good. The yes. first episode, so that's dope. Y'all definitely got to check this out, man. Last of Us on HBO Max. Okay, you know, check that out. It's a really good show. Oh, you know what, dude's trying to get him a, a spot. You trying you know, to get a guest star spot? Now, I'm trying, now, yeah, I'm trying know, to, you know, look, guest appearance. He looked like a he looked like a a, a superhero now. Now he, you know, he's trying Ashley, to get you laughing a little bit too hard over there, though. No, water came out my nose. You laughing just a little bit too hard over there. You go from sports <laughs> to broadcasting, from broadcasting to Hollywood. But why he call you a superhero? Like, what was the rest? <laughs> like Adam. <laughs> what would oh, be your you know I like dudes? to get messy. <laughs> get messy. Hey, all right, well, really quickly before we get back to sports. <laughs> all right, dudes, uh, and everybody has to answer, what's your superpower? If you can pick. Mm, my superpower would be it would have to be something with some some type of like I want like Dr. X's power. That's dope. Like, yeah, I want like Dr. X's power. Who's Dr. X? X? You don't watch X-Men, bro? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the you mean uh, professor. <laughs> you mean professor. Professor X. Yeah, I said Dr. Oh, X. Yeah. Professor right, come on, come on, so like go. you'd like to mind control people, like get into yeah. your minds, basically. That's scary. Well, that, I'm not not just control. I don't want to control people, but I, I would like to know what was going on. Though. Oh, like telepathy, basically. <laughs> telepathy, yeah, tele tele telepathy. Good lord. <laughs> what about you, uh, Ashley? What would be your superpower? It's between Storm 
like being able to change like the environment and the weather. Mm. Um, Are you or, a tree hugger? No, like I would like you could use it to your advantage. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Or I would like Wonder Woman's power, like just being able to be like super strong and just like the lasso of truth and things right. like that. Or Rogue. Rogue was badass too because Rogue sure like was. could like read people's minds and she could also suck their power. Or that was Jean. One of those. Yeah. One of those. Nah, Rogue, Rogue was the one that could steal their powers from them yeah, and, Rogue and weaken was, Rogue, them. Yeah. Rogue was cool, man. Right. She, was a, she was a badass chick. Right. Why doesn't think, Wolverine B? ever die? And he really doesn't. What's his superpower? His, his power is healing. Literally, he can heal from anything. You think? You think Wolf? Hey, get your ass on this on this show. Our producer. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Wolverine is dead? In the last movie, he died. So do you think that's it? We're done. No, he can always be brought back. Like he can always be brought right. back, but it won't. Nah, be. but yeah, Hugh Jackman said he was done with the role, so he's yeah, technically dead. Cool. Come on, Wolverine's done. Well, no, he's he did. He died. Deadpool and Deadpool. Deadpool, he'll be back. That's a different universe. It's a different universe. Though. Yes, yeah. right. we gotta. It's a different know. universe. Um, Brad, what's him up? And Deadpool are best friends. Granted. Yeah, I love me some Deadpool. Well, the reason why I brought up Wolverine is because I love Ryan Reynolds. Cool. I know he's a married man, so I'm not like doing that. But hey, Ryan, <laughs> you think Ryan Reynolds is cute? You know what it is? I think one thing I like about Ryan Reynolds, like, is he like over? Is he like the hottest guy in the world? No, but he's super charismatic and he's funny. Like, he has a great sense of humor, and I like to laugh. So like, what I more? like. So what I like matters laughing. more to women, the looks or the? We're going way less personality. <laughs> I love it though. Um, I would say at this stage of my life, like if you had asked me pre-25, I would say the looks, but I think post-25, definitely like your your personality and like how you can vibe with someone. Cause like listen, 40 years from now, none of us gonna look the same. So right, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? I'm gonna hit her with the Drewski, but what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> no, like obviously, I feel like obviously you want somebody that you're attracted to, but do you need like a supermodel? I feel like what good is a That's super very mature No, answer. what good is a supermodel? Like what good is somebody with supermodel looks if they're just a dud to be around? You know what I mean? Like I, dud, no, but true. Like I'd rather That's somebody true. who may not be like the most like whatever, but like they're funny and they're charismatic and they're smart and you know what I mean? Like I those agree. things matter more now. So I agree. Hey, right, quickly, B, what would be your, what would be your uh, special powers be? Um, I like Batman. I like Iron Man. Batman's not a real superpower. He's just rich. That's, that's the flash that's... even asked him. He's right, like, right. what's your he's superpower? Like, that's he's like, boy. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to come to y'all asses and be like, Yo, let's come together and partner and take over the world. Like y'all. <laughs> Y'all got the superpowers. So he gonna need Wonder Woman and the rest of the, the Justice League to bail him out. Pretty if much. I between Iron Man and Batman, it'd probably be Batman. Batman Sweet. is like sexy in a way. And it's like, you know, a I, I'm Batman. Yes, he's sexy. Isn't Batman <laughs> sexy? Depends on which Batman we're referring to. He said, yo, ass it. Ashley, what's oh, they all right, Ashley? Ashley, Ashley they, name, name, your, name your top three Batman, Ashley. My top three Batman. Yeah. Uh, man, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head. Um, Christian Bale definitely is in the top three. Christian Bale was a dog. Um, I'm going back. George Clooney is probably in my back top three. Okay. And then, who was the other one? It was it Pierce. It wasn't Pierce Bronson. It was about um, Val Kilmer. Yes, Val Kilmer was a great Batman. Those are my Val top Kilmer three was good. for sure. For mm. sure, Ben Affleck was horrendous. He was bad. I never want to see him be Batman ever. What do you think about uh old boy from um what's the vampire and wolf movies? Um. Oh, you know what? Yes. Um, Robert Patterson was actually a great yeah. Batman. How do you yeah. know? I think he was a great Batman. It was a different kind of Batman. <laughs> like, I know really enjoyed that film. Like he, I think he got the moodiness of who Batman yeah. would be. Right, like 
Remember, because he comes, he's not like an older version of Batman. He's like, let me find out Ashley really into DC and Marvel. I'm really into comics. Like, (laughs) let me tell you, like, I'm really into comic movies. But yeah, I feel like he would be like a great, he's like a great representation of who Batman would be in like his early 20s. Like, that's why. If you follow the comic, that's who Batman truly was. Like, a lot of people didn't understand that because they weren't into the comics. For sure. But the essence of who Batman was being an orphan and being depressed. He right. like Rob did an amazing job of of For displaying sure. that in the movie. Incredible job. He was so, so that's good. me. I feel that's like you. that's you. Oh me. my god! <laughs> <laughs> like well, that's not why it's the perfect person for me, Batman. You know you what? Funny, <laughs> let's go to let's Carolina. Go, let's go ahead. Let's go, let's go ahead and push it forward, man. Overcome, and then you conquer, and then you're sexy. Right. Go ahead, Carolina. <laughs> Let the Carolina Panthers keep Steve Wilkes. Well, one of their greats, Greg Olson, former tight end for the Carolina Panthers, thinks they should. Now, in an interview with the Atlantic, Olson made the point that the main job of a head coach is to build an environment and culture conducive to success. Here, Greg Olson right here talking about how he feels that Steve Wilkes should be the coach of the Carolina Panthers. It's the number one job of the head coach. The X's and O's and the system and what plays they call all of that is secondary. The number one job in the NFL for the head coach is to create an identity, create a culture, and create a locker room of guys and a coaching staff and all the subsequent supporting groups around those two entities and build an environment where everyone feels accountable, everyone feels a part of it, everyone feels appreciated. And when you start mixing that all up into a bucket, you get a locker room very similar to what Steve was able to build. Again, it was a short time frame. He didn't have a ton of time to do it. But you think back to our time with Ron when we were at our best. I mean, it's no greater example than the job Doug Peterson and Brian Dable have done taking over their two teams this year. Did they bring some schematic advantages and plays? Sure. But far and away, the job they've done of taking those two teams that, I mean, Jacksonville, I mean, I know you know, number one overall pick two years in a row. They were the bottom of the barrel, a complete dumpster fire. And now not only they make the playoffs, they win their division, not only make the playoffs, they win a playoff game in historic fashion. Brian Dable, I saw what they did up there against Minnesota, 13-win team at their place, going for broke. Like, the culture and the attitude that these guys have brought in, you can change an NFL franchise very quickly. You got to get the right guy to do it. And there's no doubt in my mind, from a culture standpoint, Steve Wilkes, that's his strength. That's who he is. Guys want to play for him. Guys want to work with him. Guys respect him. That's that's step one. Everything then falls into place as far as the X's and the O's and the football part. Now, Reverend Greg Olson with a great message there. Brandon, <laughs> we know Greg this, Olson. right? When it comes to head coaching, you know, too many owners are worried about this guy being a guru, whether he's on the offensive or defensive side. But it's all about building that culture, right? Being a leader of men. That's what you got to do first and foremost. And Steve Wilkes, he took over for Matt Rule week six. They were one and four, right? A lot of people thought they were tanking. Um, he'd made some changes on the coaching staff. They finished the year six and six and literally were one game away from winning the NFC South and going to the playoffs. So you've, you've heard multiple players on that team say, you know, I think we should hire, you know, Steve Wilkes as the head coach. And these are frontline players like Derek Brown, Brian Burns. These are the guys that are the faces of the franchise. So Brendan, let me ask you this. Um, do you think that David Tepper, even though he's interviewing other candidates right now, will he ultimately, you think, make the right decision and hire Steve Wilkes as head coach? Um, he's already made the wrong decision. He hasn't hired him already. He should have already hired him. So um, he's showing us that, um, 
You know, he his head is not in the right place. You know, when you have, you know, not only Greg, but literally, bro, I feel like for like the past two months, you've had the football world saying that he was the guy. Yeah. Former players, current players, all of that. Not even players that play for the team saying right. that he is the guy. If I am an owner hearing all of this, I'm like, you know what? They may be right. You got all of these football guys saying that he is the guy. Mm -hmm. Your ass made your money. Can we Google it? Was it in real estate? You made your money in real estate. When it comes to real estate, man, well, yo, we bow down to you. You are the guru. You're one of the richest owners in sports, at least football. We ain't going to question that. But now when it comes to football, like, why don't you just shut up and listen? <laughs> right? So, dudes, yeah. um, he's already making the wrong decision. And 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 if I'm Steve Wilkes at this, at this, at, at this gesture, man, like at this point, is it juncture? Junction. 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 Yeah. Juncture. Junction, bro. I might just say, you know what? Bye. Mm. Because yeah, that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's uh, there's another owner out there that gets it and saying, you know what? This guy's available. You know, I'm going to go get him. And he is available. And I'm surprised that another owner hasn't stepped up and taken him. But this is the perfect, Ashley. This is the perfect situation, right? And like, sometimes we just move too fast. It's like, even if you put him in a different environment, he might not even show well. It's like the perfect chemistry and continuity right there in Carolina. Mm. Keep it, just keep it right there. Keep it. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think that it'd be one thing if he hadn't shown any, you know, semblance of what he was able to do. But I think that he did that. You know what I mean? Like they they started the season one and four, and then they went five hundred under his, you know, realm. Well, his realm. His his. You reign. sound like me. I know his reign. <laughs> so. If I'm him, I'm kind of looking at it like, what else do you want me to show you? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, what else, what else is there for me to prove? I showed you what I could do. I turned a really bad situation into a pretty decent one. They finished 7 and 10. Yeah, it wasn't great, Scary. but it was a lot better than what it could have been. And he made a mm -hmm. lot with, you know, not much. So I think that you see how the players respond to him. You see what he's able to do with that not that much so imagine what he could do with a full season what he could do with some new players some new assets you know bring his guys into the situation from a coaching standpoint and let him really take you know the reins of what this Carolina Panthers team is and what he can turn it into but yeah if I'm him and there's been no conversation of like you're the guy we want it's kind of like you know when you're you're pursuing a girl and you kind of, you know, you back up a little bit off of her. And she's like, oh, so you're not pursuing me anymore? All right, cool. I'm going to go find someone who will. You don't want to go ahead and, and you know, turn him off. And now you lose oh, the guy. The and you start. <laughs> Is that and what happened? It's, yeah, once you, stop, once you stop courting someone and pursuing them when, you know, you made it seem like you were interested. And now you're no longer. It's like, all right, well, later for you. I'm going to go find someone who wants me. You don't want to go ahead and have that be your situation because all that's going to do is hurt this organization and put them on the back track instead of the fast track. And that's not ever a good idea. Mm. Yeah, there's there's so much to dive into when you look at this, uh, Brandon and Ashley, because there was another situation with a with a coach that had the locker room, right? He was a great leader of men. And that was in Las Vegas with Rich Basaccia. 
You love mm-hmm. this case. Took, took, <laughs> took that team to the playoffs, right? With all the turmoil that went through that season, John Gruden relieved, being relieved of his duties or subsequently walking away because of that. some, you know, racist and misogynistic emails. Then you got Henry Ruggs and what happened with him with, you know, somebody losing their life in a car accident. Damon Arnett, people forget another first round pick they had was a first round pick corner. He's on Instagram live with a machine gun. They had to let, let him go. And Rich Basaccia really kept that team together. And you could tell the players really went out there and played for him, right? Derek Carr loved them. They went to the playoffs last year. The, Mark Davis doesn't retain him, right? He brings in Josh McDaniels. Everybody wants a damn offensive I wish people could see my hands. Quotation, offensive guru. Brings him in, and we know the That's history of Josh Deuce? McDaniels. Yeah, no, I know. I feel good about <laughs> Were you that. being shady, dude? I'm just being honest. It's not being shady. It's being honest. Uh, we saw what happened in Denver with Josh McDaniels, right? He comes in this year, and what happens? They they bench Derek Carr, who who everybody thought was going to literally die in a uh, Raiders uniform, right? He bled black gold. I mean, not black and gold, but black and silver, and was the ultimate Raider. Right, nine straight years, leaving leaving it on the line for that team. Um, got them to the playoffs twice. One year was the MVP candidate. He benches him while they're still in the damn playoff hunt, right? And now you don't even make the playoffs this year when you were acquired the best receiver in football. You had the number one running back in football this year, and you had all type of weapons on offense and everything else. So you got better on paper, but you got worse in the win loss column. So if you're David Tepper, you look at that situation and say, damn, I don't want to be the damn Las Vegas Raiders this year, right? We have a guy in here, and I know I like the sexy names. I want a Sean Payton, but for one, the Saints aren't trading Sean Payton within a division, so just give up that pipe dream. You'd have to probably give up a first-round pick and, like, two other draft picks for for the Saints to be willing to do that. Like Brandon said, you made your money in real estate. Sometimes owners, you know, you got to let football – Dudes do football things. Steve Wilkes got a raw day his first time as a head coach in Arizona. He obviously has the air of the locker room. Like you said, Brandon, ex, ex-players, ex-greats from the Panthers are coming out and backing Steve Wilkes. Do the right thing. Hire this man as the head coach. And let's see. Or we're we going to put the together Panthers to the next level. Get you uh, banned from being a uh, owner. Can we do that? Can we put together a petition? Ooh, I don't think so. that ain't going to work. That's aggressive. Hey, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think if we put together a petition and we get about uh, 20 million people to sign it. 20 million to sell people. Hey, you know what the owner's going to do? They're going to laugh at that. No, 20 million people probably don't even have the net worth of his. Of his. Yeah, but we got to force him to. Uh, you know, give he up go, he's gonna look at that petition and be like, "Please get this he, out of my face." He's gonna go. He's gonna go to the bathroom and use that petition as toilet right. paper <laughs> on his private jet. He's gonna yeah. be like, "We need some. We need something to start the fire." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, David Tepper, do the right thing. Hire Steve Wilkes. Tennis fans, check out SiriusXM live coverage. I am athlete tonight. It's part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today.
Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.